<laughs> Welcome back to the Freeball and Fantasy Football Podcast. At Michael Shizzle here with at King Hesse, King with a one. You can follow the show at Freeball and FF Pod. Guys, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Hell I hope, yeah. Hope you're enjoying some time with your family. Um, Do wh- some of this. Oh, what a beautiful sound. That sounds even better through the mic, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, get drunk, watch football, enjoy your families, absolutely. Uh, the Thanksgiving special, we're actually recording this back-to-back with the recap, just so that you guys can have it early in the week. Uh, because of that, there's no new news at our time of recording, so uh, we're just going to jump right into these matchups. But we're going to do a little fun. Um, I just had an idea on the fly. I say... Uh, in addition to our three lines that we're giving, let's each give a Thanksgiving line as well, just uh, for for the peeps to enjoy. Looks hey, like you already do. How do you feel? Yeah, I know. I'm gonna. I just changed this one, so I'm gonna change this back to what I had, and then I'll add the other one as my as my Thanksgiving line. All right. Cool. Sure. Let's freaking go. Okay. So we're just gonna jump right into these matchups. Um, the morning slate for Thanksgiving is. The Lions home team, as always, hosting the Texans. Texans are three-point favorites, over-unders 51 and a half. Now, I'm going to go right ahead and tell you that my first Thanksgiving line is Texans minus three. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I... But I it will, is Thanksgiving. I will take that. It's Thanksgiving. Well. It doesn't matter. It's always... Yeah, it's you're right. It's the Lions. You're right. They're on a little Thanksgiving losing streak as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's also true. Although David Blau looked good last Thanksgiving. You remember did, that? He did look, yeah, that was an interesting game. He David Blau good versus pass. Chase Daniel. That was so funny. Um, yeah, I mean, Texans, Deshaun Watson was eating last week. I mean, it was, it was stupid how good he was. Um, he absolutely picked that defense apart. I have no, and he did it without David Johnson, and Duke Johnson didn't really have a game. Um I have no reason to believe why Deshaun Watson is not going to be locked and loaded, just cooking for the rest of the year, uh, playing a bad Lions defense and a very injured, depleted Lions offense. Will Fuller is going to be great. Brandon Cooks will be a great play. Um, I think you could play Duke Johnson. I know he, he was bad last week, but it was kind of game script against New England. I wouldn't look too far into it. Um I might even say you can play one of these tight ends, and the reason is it's because they both had good games last week. What, what do you think? What, what are your thoughts on the Texans? I can't take their tight ends, man. It's always too scary, but like we said, this is two teams who played very differently last week, and I think that that's going to be apparent again this week. Lions threw up a donut. They sucked. They didn't do anything against a very, very young Carolina Panthers defense who has not looked great all season. Texans, on the other hand, beat the Patriots and the Patriots defense that weren't the impression is pretty damn good. Got some good players on that side of the ball, at least, and Bill Belichick. But Deshaun was eating. He was their leading rusher as well. I love the Texans this game. I think Deshaun is an absolutely outstanding play at quarterback. Probably a top five play this week, if not top three. Uh, Texans all the way in this one. Yeah. Uh, no arguments for me there. You know I've been a Lions guy, but not when there's no offense. You know, we, we mentioned that Hawkinson is limited Swift might not play. Galladay's probably going to miss another week. Like, they got nothing. Nothing going for him. So, uh, Texans for me here as well. Kind of kind of no-brainer. Second game of the Thanksgiving slate is going to be Dallas, of course, hosting the Washington football game. team. Three-point favorites are Dallas. 
Over-unders 46. Both of these teams are 3-7. and seven. Worth noting that Washington is yet to win on the road, and the Cowboys are 2-3 and three at home. So, uh, Talk to me about this game. You say you love it. I love this game. This is one of the hardest ones for me to pick because I do like both teams. Um, I like them especially now than I did a few weeks ago. Look, I said it in the recap. The Cowboys aren't a good team, but they're not the team that we saw in the middle early parts of the season. Their defense is not good, but they're not the most ridiculous, terrible defense of all time like we thought they were. Uh, Annie Dalton is not a pro bowler, but he's also not Ben Nucci. Ben DiNucci and Gary Gilbert. And DiNucci. The Cowboys are a team again. They look like an NFL team. And so does Washington. And like, again, like I said on the recap, Alex Smith isn't winning them games, but he's he, he's throwing quite a bit of picks. But he's, he's doing all right out there. He's doing fine. He's doing better than I honestly think Dwayne Haskins will be doing out there right now. Agreed. Um, so and, and Washington has a pretty good defense. Uh, lowest conceded point total in that division, by the way. More than the uh, Less points given up than... The Giants. Oh, yeah. I mean, we did have the, the toughest four-game slate to start the season. That's fair. <laughs> mm, I mean, Bears are one of those, so it's kind of hard to say tough. But regardless, <laughs> I think it's going to be a really good game. I think I like pretty much all the fantasy-relevant guys in this game. I'll give McKissick another shot because Dallas defense is not very good. Uh, Antonio Gibson, for sure, firing him up. Terry McLaurin, for sure. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, after what he did last week, you can't throw him on the bench. So I don't think there's any way. Amari, Zeke, yup, yup. I mean, I'm on board for everyone that you'd expect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Washington side of the ball, I'm, I'm a little hesitant with McKissick because he followed up a 14-15 target two-game stretch with, um, I believe he had six targets, uh, which is a good amount of targets out of the backfield still, but it's not 14 or 15. And considering the fact that Antonio Gibson gets every opportunity on the ground and the goal line, it's a little scary, but um, I don't hate him as a flex play. Um, I was wrong to doubt Antonio Gibson because of McKissick's targets because he is still getting the line share of the carries and he's getting all the goal line work. And uh, this offense has been moving. And he's good. Oh, Antonio Gibson is very good. Um, and this offense has been moving and Antonio Gibson keeps getting goal line touches and Alex Smith's not going to sneak it in. So there's really nobody to take it away from him. Um, so I like Gibson for that reason. Terry McLaurin obviously is a stud. You can fire him up. He's a top 10 receiver. Um, rest of the way, in my opinion, you're not going to stream Alex Smith, but, um, Logan Thomas is an excellent play at tight end as well. I think, um, Alex Smith is a dump off guy. <sighs> he's always used a tight end. Um, he's as likely to catch a touchdown as anybody. The Cowboys have not been good against the tight end this season. Um, so I would fire him up as well. Um, on the Cowboys' side of the ball, you're not starting Andy Dalton, obviously, but uh, you can put a little confidence in Zeke again. You know, we talked about him on the recap pod, but, you know, he had 18 points again. Um, he got into the end zone, over 20 carries, over 100 yards, just looked more like normal save Zeke. So you can roll him out and feel good about it. Um, Amari Cooper is a good play with, with Dalton, uh, safe play. And uh, I agree with you. I think CeeDee Lamb has, has some upside to play. Um, I'm not playing Dalton Schultz um, just because it's Dalton Schultz and, you know, there's plenty of bad tight ends you could risk your, your money on. I don't need it to be the fifth mouth to feed on Andy Dalton's radar. So, um, but, yeah, I like, I like all those players as well. I'm taking Washington to win this game on Thanksgiving uh, mostly because that's how I need it to go for the Giants. <laughs> Um, I think winner of this game is in first place no matter what. That is 
correct until Sunday. Um, if Washington wins and then the Giants beat the Bengals, uh, the Giants will be in first because we have the tiebreaker on Washington. Okay. But if Dallas wins, they have the tiebreaker on us at the moment. So um, we'll see how that goes. But I'm taking Washington to win this game. I think they're a better team. I think they're more equipped. And although the Cowboys beat the Vikings, uh, my Thanksgiving is always better when the Dallas Cowboys lose. So That's fair. Uh, anything else for this game? No, not all right, we'll move to the night game. We have the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Over-under is only 44-and-a-half. Um, I know these are two good defenses, but I think I like that over. Yeah, I don't hate it. I just I think they're both very capable offenses as well. Sure. You know, and Steelers are firing on all cylinders right now, defending their home turf. So um, I kind of like that over. But – uh. What are your thoughts on on the Ravens on the road? Uh, they've kind of hit a lull recently. They're six and four. However, um, ooh, hit me with the however. Four and one on the road this season. This is true. They've looked pretty damn good. Leaving Baltimore, their one loss was that a uh, crazy rainy night in New England, lost by a touchdown. I I'm gonna be wrong, but I, I think this is the week. I think this is the double decker where. The Ravens show the promise that's been missing, and the Steelers finally crack. I think this is the week. Are, are you, and I know, you telling me I you're, know you're back to coming. betting against the Steelers? Yes, just this week. <laughs> and I know that the Ravens got some COVID stuff going on. Okay, Gus Edwards is going to be the lead back. That's fine. In my opinion, I really don't think yeah, that Yeah, it doesn't matter who's running the too ball Too much. I really don't because it's going to be Lamar who's going to have to win them that game. Facts. Um, I I don't hate it. I think it's going to be a fun and close game. I don't think the Steelers are going to win just because they're ten and zero and the Ravens are six and four. Um, I do think the limited versatility of the ability to ha- have a change of pace back um, is going to hurt them a little bit. That being said, Gus Edwards is my start of the week. He he has shown that he gets important carries even when there's a three-way split so even if he splits a little bit with justice hill um he's gonna get the important carries so fire up gus edwards this week and feel good about it um i'm not starting lamar this week against the steelers defense i agree um he just hasn't done it man i mean he's he's the qb 10 now so he's moved into the top 12 but he had 16 fantasy points last week like you can get that from literally anybody on the waiver wire with way more upside um He's just not getting it done. So, And you're also, I don't think you're starting any of these Ravens receiving options except Mark Andrews. Um, Hollywood Brown continues to be disappointing. You're not starting Willie Sneed because um, there's a million good wide receivers in the NFL that you could play. So uh, that's my take on the Ravens. Um, to the Steelers' side of the ball, though, Big Ben is a tough streamer, obviously, in this, in this matchup, although he's got every option in the world. You know, why wouldn't he be able to succeed? What are your thoughts on, on Big Ben this week? This week is tough. Uh, it's not the Big Ben of the past. He's obviously has, you know, three outstanding Pro Bowl-level wide receivers, as well as a good running back around him. Uh, so, like you said, the weapons are not a problem. I'm just, I'm a little weary this week against the Ravens. I think that, you know, short week for the big boy, um, it might make, may, might make a difference. I'm a little bit scared to stream him this week. I think I'd rather stream Lamar than Big Ben. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, just, not that Lamar is a streamer. Oh, he's sure, not, he's not. I I think there's so many good running backs you can stream that there's really no reason to risk starting the guy against the Ravens. Um, even if he does have upside, his downside is is huge. So, um, I'm not starting Big Ben. Um, if you listen to the recap, you know that Deontay Johnson is my favorite wide receiver going forward for the next like 10 years. He's going to be so good. Um, he's the only receiver in the league, I'm pretty sure. I didn't actually check this, but I just can't imagine this exists elsewhere. <laughs> That's gotten double-digit targets in every single game he's played um, in full. So it, like he's, he's the go-to guy for Big Ben easy, and he's very good at getting open. And on top of it, I don't think he ever really even faces the number one corner because they're always running crazy. They have to run packages and, and shit because they have to cover all these guys. They got to worry about Juju in the slot. Claypool's a huge body on the outside. You know, they're all, you know, Eric Ebron's a touchdown machine in his career. You know, so the coverage is always tricky trying to co- get these guys covered. So that's enough for Deontay to get open. Um, so I love Deontay Johnson this week. Um, if you, I, I don't, Claypool's the f- number 15 receiver on the season, so you can start him just fine. Um, if you have another option, like if you're, I, in a league, for example, I have Deontay Johnson and Claypool, and then I have A.J. Brown and Will Fuller. Um, I'm going to start Fuller, Deontay, A.J. Brown this week, and I'm going to leave Claypool off just so I don't limit my upside. And it is a tough matchup. So um, I just think Deontay's safer in that sense, and same with Juju. I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, how do you feel about these these receiving options? I love all three of them, man. I, I would be very hard-pressed to find any of the three of them on my bench. But... It's going to be difficult. I don't really see any way against the Ravens, especially that all three of them do well. So at that point, you're kind of mm-hmm. kind of doing a little toss-up. Uh, they each offer their own their own benefits. Claypool seems to have the nose for the end zone. Kid's got 10 already. Yeah. Deontay Johnson gets all the work, and Juju's the big name. So I think Juju, like I've said before, probably be my, my odd man out. Yeah. It, it's such a weird way to think of it too but i think that's how it sits but at the same time i i could i bet i bet that there's a few guys who are their team's number one receivers where i'd say oh, i'd rather have juju starting this week yeah no that's very true too. even if he is a quote third option for that for big ben and the steelers right through the three of them though this week that one of them is going to miss at least yeah that's uh usually the philosophy last week kind of proved it wrong but playing the ravens i would i would bet that one of them's going to miss for sure um, James Conner. James Conner has had weeks where you're like, ah, James Conner. One thing I, we can say about James Conner is he's managed to be healthy, so good for him. Um, but he's had weeks where he looks like he's a top five back, and he's had weeks where... I think that's the story of his career. He really kind of hurts you. Yeah. Um, this last week, 13 for 89 with no touchdowns, uh, three receptions on three targets, 11.4 half PPR, so not league winning or losing. But he hasn't had a a good week, really. You know, another double-digit week since week eight. But going back, other than week one, he's had double-digit every single week. What what do you make of James Conner against this tricky Baltimore uh, rush defense? I think James Conner is always kind of a toss-up. I think when you drafted him, I think you drafted him for eight good games and eight shitty ones. Well, you've already gotten your eight good games. So I, are, are you out on him rest of the season? Rest of the season, no. Okay. 
No, no. So no. he'll he'll outperform your expectations a little bit, you he's think? He's already had eight good games. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 19, 22, 14, 17, 12 and a half, 13 and a half. Then, yeah, I guess he has a little bit outplayed my expectations. Uh, this week is just tough. Ravens defense, you know, again, you're, at, you're he's just another, you know, name to toss in the hat. Like mm. those four guys in the Steelers, which of them is going to do well and which aren't? Yeah. There's going to be there's going to be some on each side, mo- more than likely. Yeah, no, it's very true. Uh, last time Connor played the Steelers, he was 15 attempts for 47 yards. Played the Ravens. That's what I meant. Sorry, thank you. Um, with a touchdown on the ground and three receptions on three targets, 13 and a half fantasy points. So not great, not terrible. All the, so all from a touchdown. Um, yeah, buoyed by the touchdown, 3.1 yards on the ground per carry. Nothing, nothing exciting. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, if if you have James Conner, you're probably starting him. Running backs have been tough this year. It's hard to find reliable guys to start. Um, so I mean, you're starting him, but I'm, I'm not sure I'm excited about him this week. Um, and then Eric Ebron is, uh, you know, I say it every week. He's as good a streamer as any. He's had a nose for the end zone in his career. He's a talented player. Um, and especially if this Ravens secondary is is keen on these three-star receivers, you might just find Ebron slipping behind the coverage and getting a quick six. So um, fire up Ebron in the tight end spot. I, I don't hate that play at all. Um, I'm taking the Steelers to win at home. Um, I think this is a, they want to prove to the world that they're not frauds. And although I don't think they're the best team in the NFL, they are 10 and 0. So, um, I think they're going to be 11 and 0. I think the Ravens are really struggling. I think without Dobbins or Ingram, um, on the sideline, even, you know, Ingram is a leader in that locker room without him present at the game, um, with Lamar in a lull. I think it'll be close, but I think the Steelers pull this one out. All right, here's my Thanksgiving bet for you. Ravens plus five and a half. That's a very good line. I would take that line, absolutely. I think it's going to be real close. So, um, Good. Nice Thanksgiving line. Very, very fun. Enjoy your turkey, your stuffing. Your, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? I'm a green bean mashed casserole potatoes, guy. Mashed potatoes, bro. You're a mashed potatoes guy? Oh, yeah. I think mashed potatoes are are one of the most overrated foods. I just think they're so boring. Wow. I think turkey's boring. I'd rather have I, ham on Thanksgiving. I agree. We're actually, um, my aunt had a close contact, um, and she hosts every year. So now we're hosting. Mm. Um, and my mom's like, do you want turkey? COVID season, and man. I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, get a ham. And if you want to yep. like imitate turkey, go get a rotisserie chicken from Costco. It's way better anyway. <laughs> That's what we had for lunch today. Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah, I love green bean casserole, though. That's my shit. That's good stuff. Um, all right. Well, we're going to move beyond Turkey Day, and we're going to get into these Sunday matchups. Everybody plays this Ooh, week. Yes, sir. We've got a whole long list of no buys. matchups. So here we go. But we do have a week 13 buy, which is fun. Two, yeah. Two yeah. teams taking but, uh, a day off. We're going to start, of course, because my ESPN has me ordered by favorites, with the New York football giants traveling to Cincinnati play the Bengals, the Joe Burrow-less Bengals. Giants are five-and-a-half-point favorites with an over-under of 42-and-a-half. Um, I'll let you go first here. Man, considering considering how many good wide receivers there are in the NFL, I think it'd be, I'd be hard-pressed to want to start Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, T. Higgins, any of them this week. Um, 
Ryan Finley's not doing it for me. I'm uh, definitely not touching Gio Bernard or Samaj P. Ryan out of that backfield. I don't think that going forward any Bengals are too appealing. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that maybe Ryan Finley establishes some rapport with at least one guy out there. You know, gets T. Higgins some work, gets Tyler Boyd some work. But looking at it the way it, like, you know, I just don't see it happening. I just don't. I don't see Ryan Finley putting up a good effort this week. I don't see. I see the Giants covering that five and a half on the road, which is brutal. I mean, Joe Burrow's on this team, and the Bengals might be favored in this game. It's crazy how how big of a difference that makes. Uh, the Giants side, though, I think I, I I like the guys that I usually like. I, I'm I'm out on Evan Ingram right now. I can't do it with him. He's not putting it up any any numbers. Even with the, when he gets targets, he's not doing anything. I love Sterling Shepard. However, most of his catches are pretty short. He has those uh, Jarvis Landry-esque games. Gets like, you know, eight catches for 50 yards or something. But I do like the player. Love uh, love the guy. Slayton's a good player. Uh, Wayne the Train, Gallman maybe. Throw him out there for a touchdown or two. But this game's not the most appealing fantasy-wise. Um, okay. I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to make this pretty easy for you. Don't start your Bengals. I know you've probably been relying on Tyler Boyd as a reliable wide receiver two, maybe T, Hug- T. Higgins as an upside wide receiver three, um, or a studly flex. You can't do it anymore. Ryan Finley cannot throw the football. This is very, very simple. Um, it sucks, but you have to figure out a pivot. You can't play these guys. And I'll tell you what, the New York Giants... People want to call me a homer. I don't give a shit. People want to hate on this defense. We're second in turnovers forced. Okay. You think that Ryan Finley is going to be an exception to that rule or he's going to add to that no, rule? You're going to see some picks this week. You're going to see some picks. You're going to see some fumbles. You're going to see a lot of bad throws. James Bradbury is a top five corner in the league, and he's going to be probably all over. Um, I would guess T. Higgins. That's honestly, what I, was, I, was, I don't yeah. think he'll be on A.J. Green. Um, you got Logan Ryan and Jabril Peppers in the safety covering over the middle. I I would be surprised if the Bengals had a single receiving touchdown this week. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Besides if the, like garbage time. I think they'll score nine points. It'll be three field goals. They're going to be that bad. They have one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen. We have an, we've been really good about getting to the quarterback. Um, I'm excited to watch this game. Don't start any Bengals, period. I'm sorry about it, but you can't. Uh, to the Giants' side of the ball, uh, I know Evan Ingram's easy to hate. He is the tight end 15 on this season, so nothing super exciting. But, again, he's as a good a streamer as anybody. Tight end 15 means terrible. Um, mm, yes and no. Uh, he's ahead of plenty of guys. Jared Cook. Uh, that people like to to start every week. Mike Isicki, Logan Thomas, you know, he's 6.8 points per game, not great. But I know he he had a very slow start, and, uh, you know, I kind of called the the uptick. So I would make – I would put him at top 10, a top 10 tight end for the rest of the season. Um, But if you have a different streaming option, I don't blame you. But this might – you know, I think this will be the week. He's going to get a touchdown this week. Sterling Shepard is a great play. Um, just because he's Daniel Jones safe, you know, almost 10 targets a game. He's going to catch six to eight balls for 50 to 70 yards. And if he gets a touchdown, you're super happy. But Sterling Shepard's very safe. Uh, Slayton's an upside play that I don't hate. Um, you can probably do better, but I don't hate it. 
And I love Wayne Gallman. I think the Giants are going to run the ball a lot this week. They've been utilizing Wayne Gallman really well. Um, I'm excited about Wayne Gallman. And call me crazy, but I think you could stream Daniel Jones this week. Two weeks in a row without a turnover. He's the fastest quarterback in the NFL. Jason Garrett's designing more runs for him. Um, I would be shocked if he didn't run in a touchdown. Um, so call me crazy, but I think you could stream Daniel Jones this week. All right. I'm taking the Giants to win and cover, and you're in the same boat? Yes, sir. All right. Go Giants. NFC East Champions 2020, you heard here first. Moving right along, we have the Cardinals visiting Foxborough, Massachusetts to play the Patriots. Mm. Cardinals are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 49-and-a-half. What are your thoughts on this game? This is, you know, last week I would have said this is a Cardinals blowout, but after the Cardinals failed to get it going against the Seahawks and the Patriots played a different game than, I know they didn't win, but played a different game than they usually do against uh, the Texans and showed that they can pass and play that game. Um, I'm a little more up in the air about this game. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it's tough. Um, the reason that the Cardinals are only two-and-a-half-point favorites is uh, Kyler, look, he, he plays in Arizona. We play Arizona. We have a dome here. Uh, he went to school in Oklahoma, and he's from Texas. Now he's going to play a Sunday morning game in New England where it might, there's a poss- slight possibility of precipitation, but the high on the day is 50 degrees. This is not the kind of game that – Cliff Kingsbury necessarily wants. The Cardinals are going to have to play a different kind of game, which I think that they absolutely can. They can turn their team into a Navy college option if they want to. Uh, They have the personnel to do so. I'm not worried about the Cardinals. I think that this is a pretty good matchup for them, honestly. Um, The only time the Cardinals do bad is when they are up against a team who's ready to sling with them. They're ready to go head-to-head, point-for-point, and I don't think the Patriots are up to that task right now. Um, the Cardinals get a few extra days. They played that Thursday game last week. Always nice. Patriots really disappointed me last week. I don't really like anyone on the Patriots besides Damian Harris is a, pretty, is a good player. Uh, maybe Demir Bird. But besides that, no. No Cam this week. Um, not for me. I think Cardinals are going to cover fairly easily, to be honest. Yeah, I think two and a half points is is pretty enticing. The only thing dissuading me is the fact that it is in Foxborough and they did beat the Ravens there a couple weeks ago. Um, Yeah, man, I I don't disagree with a single thing you said. Um, I don't think that the Patriots can sling it with the Cardinals uh, the way they slung it with the Texans because the Texans' defense is super bad and the Cardinals' defense is um, stout. I won't say it's spectacular, but it's stout. Um, and I think they're going to contain this Patriots offense that has very limited options. Um, Demir Bird had a day, but you know, two weeks ago was Jacoby Myers, and everyone was ready for him to be the next Julian Edelman. And yep. the fact of the matter is, it, it could be either of them. You know, Nikhil Harry could come out of nowhere and be the player everyone's wanted him to be for a year and a half now. So I don't want to trust any of these Patriots wide receivers. They don't have a tight end. Um, so much so to the point that I don't think I could tell you his name. So he's irrelevant, whoever he is. Shout out to you. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I mean, Damian Harris is is a, in play. I think he's proving week in and week out that he is the most talented running back in that backfield, and Belichick is no slouch. And with losing um, Rex Burkhead for the season, I think it opens up the backfield a little more. The only thing I'm concerned about is with Rex Burkhead going to IR, that opens a roster spot for 
Sony Michelle to come off of the IR. And Sony Michelle is more of the role that Harris is versus Burkhead's more of the James White role. So with a second with another guy in the backfield who can play that role, I'd be a little scared of him losing touches to Michelle. Um, but I mean, Damian Harris is the best player in that backfield easy. So you can play Harris. Um, you probably need to at this point, if you're playing him, running backs are tough. Um, and I don't like Cam this week either. You know, he might scamper in for a touchdown, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him go like 12 for 17 with 120 yards and, and uh, no touchdowns through the air. So that's not something you want. So I'm going to agree with you 100% on that. Um, to the Cardinals side of the ball, Kyler, you're playing every week. He's the number one quarterback in fantasy. Uh, D-Hop, you're playing every week. Kenyon Drake found the end zone last week on a passing touchdown. That was kind of fun for Kenyon Drake owners. Um, 16 half PP, or full PPR fantasy points, excuse me. Um, I don't know the half PPR off the top of my head. But... Um, Kenyon Drake is is a good play. Uh, this Patriots defense is not formidable. Doesn't scare me. Christian Kirk has had a couple of weeks of regression now, and I'm a little, I'm hesitant to play him, and I, I don't love it. I, I don't think, I think D Hop is is going to handle Gilmore no problem. Um, so maybe Kirk will get open against the the secondary options for for this Patriots back, um, not backfield. Excuse me, secondary. Um, but I'm not excited about Christian Kirk. And uh, Chase Edmonds is a risky flex per usual. Yeah. Anything uh, else to add to the Cardinals? We're both taking them to win, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Moving right along, we have the Raiders visiting Georgia to play the Falcons. Raiders are favored by three. Over-unders 55 and a half. Um, now I'm going to talk about the Raiders real quick because I know you're very mad at them that they blew it and, uh, they cost you some stuff. You had the money line, correct? Yes, sir. (laughs) Um, the Raiders are a good football team and I tweeted that and they're not the chiefs and they played the prevent defense. And like I've seen so many times from so many mediocre NFL franchises, they choked away a lead that should have been solid. They should have been able to take a defensive stand and they didn't. That being said, they're the only team to hang with the Chiefs all year. They've done it twice. They beat them once. Um, this team is winning. They're hot. Derek Carr looks good. Nelson Aguilar, despite being a pass dropper, makes some spectacular plays. He looks good. Um, Josh Jacobs looks excellent. Darren Waller's a stud. Um, I have no reason to doubt this Raiders offense. How do you feel about them right now? Uh, I feel good about their offense for sure. Gruden's a great play caller. Uh, he puts his guys in good positions to win. They're one of the only teams that can do a tight formation like 80% of the time, and you really don't know what they're going to do because they could shove it up your face with uh, Josh Jacobs, and he will get the first down, or they could do a little play action. Guess what? Who's outside one-on-one with a linebacker? It's Darren Waller, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. You know, uh, Gruden's making this team better than what they are on paper, but their defense is so fucking bad. They choke that game. Like you said, prevent defense, man. There's, teams are always so mo- so worried about the 50-yard pass that they just let the quarterback get 20 on every play. It's ridiculous. It's mind-numbing. It bothers me. Like it, it I really would, is. I'd so much rather lose even once a year. Hit the bomb on me. On on a bomb play? Yes. Hit the bomb on me. Yeah. Uh, let my free safety be a wanker other than let, you know, have my cornerbacks 15 yards off the right. pa- off and, the line of scrimmage. And, and have faith in your free safety, too, to make that play because yeah. – 
Think about the other six, you know, 57 minutes of the game. How often do you actually get full field bombed on? You know, like guys are going to take shots in the end of the game. Yeah, you got to be ready. And we know it's Mahomes, but, but it's they're not they're not looking for that at that at that moment. Yeah, when you're just so willing. Sorry, I'm fixing my mic here. When you're just so willing to give chunks and chunks and chunks and chunks, it doesn't matter. When you can go 11 plays, 75 yards in 40 seconds, you might as well just give up the bomb because you'll get the ball back with more time. Exactly. I, I hate the prevent oh, I defense is agree. so oh it it blows my mind how coaches who utilize this kind of thing still have jobs. But anyway, I digress. Um the Raiders are a good football team. They're gonna beat the Falcons. And um you can roll Todd Gurley out there for the Falcons and hope he continues to fall over the goal Perhaps. lines. Um and you can play Calvin Ridley. I guess because you're playing because you have Calvin Ridley, um, but yeah, I mean I'm not excited about anybody on the Falcons, and you're not starting Matt Ryan without Julio. Nope. So I guess don't start Hayden Hurst. Stream somebody else. That's really it for for the Falcons, right? Yeah. I got the Raiders to win and cover. You? Yeah, I'll do the same. I'm not t- watching this game. That's for sure. <laughs> Next game, we have the Chargers visiting the Bills. Bills are five and a half point favorites. Over under is fifty three and a half. Um, talk to me about this Bills offense. Bills offense is as anemic as ever. They're coming off the bye this week, which is always good for any team. But the way that they they roll is just have Josh Allen do what he wants to do, have him run as as much as he wants, have him throw as much as he wants. Fifty fifty. Uh, Attempts a game, whatever, you know. If we get five rushing attempts to complement that, who cares? You know, that's the way that they're going to go out. It's the way that they're going to do it. So as much as I like Zach Moss as a player and would definitely start him over Devin Singletary, I don't want either. But I do want Josh Allen. I do want Stephon Diggs, who uh, might still be the number one receiver in fantasy. I know he was before their bye. And I do want John Brown. I want all those guys, especially against Chargers defense, who's bad. Gave up 28 points to the Joe Flacco Jets. Like, come on. So, for, just for that reason alone, I like him this week. Yeah, I um, I don't disagree. Worth noting that John Brown uh, was limited in practice with his injury. Still lagging. Give me Cole Beasley. Yeah, honestly. Cole Beasley's been t- totally fine. He's been a good player his entire career, and he's a perfect slot guy. Um, up against the Chargers Davids, who I just mentioned is been pretty bad. Uh, I definitely see the Bills covering in this game. I would I would love to fire up Beasley if he were on my team. Yeah, uh, Beasley. I'm only playing Beasley if Brown is out. Uh, Beasley's best games and actually only good fantasy games, at least, are when he's the second option. So something to keep an eye on. But uh, I love Diggs. Um, he's 94 yards shy of a thousand yards already, and we're going into Week 12. So shout out to Diggs for being a stud. Um, Josh Allen is a great play, as always. Um, I'm not touching these running backs. In fact, they're they're my sits of the week, actually. I think Herbert's going to be slinging. I think Allen's going to sling. I think it's going to be a uh, – this is going to be a shootout, good old-fashioned. Tons of passing, 300-plus yards for both quarterbacks, multiple touchdowns. I don't think the running backs are going to be very involved on the ground, and the Bills don't utilize the running backs through the pass. So – those are both my sits of the week. To the Chargers side of the ball, um, Justin Herbert just keeps on playing like a pro bowler. 
Um, if he's not a pro bowler this year, I'm going to be pissed. Um, he looks excellent. Keenan Allen, 19 targets last week. He just gets it done. Mike Williams continues to find ways to score as well and be relevant. Uh, Austin Eckler returns to practice this week. Huge. Huge. Hunter Henry, um, not a great tight end, but he's tight end seven on the season somehow, so he has half the points. Have, sh- have we seen Herbert and Eckler play together yet? Uh, no. Interesting. It, if interesting it was, it was see, for like half a game. It's going to be interesting to see how, how they complement each other because obviously Eckler's a great running back but much more effective as a receiving back, and Herbert doesn't do that. He chucks the ball. Yeah, that's true. But Eckler is a very talented receiver. That might give him another option that he didn't have before. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Kalen Balaj getting carries and Eckler working out of the slot and just being another option oh, out there. Oh, man. That I would, would be, love that'd be that. sexy. I would love that. That'd be really, really sexy. Um, if you're a Kalen Balaj owner, keep an eye on Eckler's status. I still feel okay starting Balaj. I don't think Eckler just shows up and gets all the carries, especially since... Um, the Chargers have always shown a willingness to give carries to whoever is capable in order to let Eckler play those passing downs and be have that role in the in the receiving game. So I wouldn't worry about that if you're a Balazs owner. Um, but fire up all your Chargers, honestly. Hunter Henry, tight end seven on the year. Like I said, it doesn't matter that he only has 82 points to Kelsey's 162. Um, he's as good a streamer as Tunyon, Gronk, Hayden Hurst, Dalton Schultz, Noah Fant, Eric Ebron, Evan Ingram, they're all the same at this point. So if you have Hunter Henry, fire him up. Hopefully you catch a you catch six in a, in a shootout game here. Um, I don't think the Chargers are nearly as bad of a team as their 3-7 and seven record says. I think they're poorly coached. Um, I like Anthony Lynn in the locker room, not on the sideline. Um, he's a good guy. He's good for morale. He's not a good coach they keep choking away games but I think they're much better than three and seven I think this game is closer than people might expect I think it's a shootout I think the Chargers beat the spread I don't think they win though I'm gonna give it to the Bills yeah I'm gonna take the Bills to win the game I'm not gonna touch that that point spread yeah definitely all right moving along 11 a.m. Titans Colts in Indy Indy's three and a half point favorites over unders 51 this is a rematch of our cold beers and cheeseburgers game from two weeks ago, which was which was a fun one. Uh, in that game, we saw the Titans get absolutely shut out by this Colts defense in Tennessee. Uh, how do you feel now that the ball is going to uh, Indy's home? I think uh, it's going to be kind of more of the same. But at the same time, both these teams are coming off extremely, extremely impressive wins. Colts beating Green Bay and the refs uh, in the f- in overtime last week, uh, <laughs> coming back from a 14-point deficit, and the Titans beating Baltimore in overtime. I, I mean, those are two of the be- best wins last week, if not the two best. Yeah, I'm super excited for this game. I think this is the uh, 11 a.m. game that I am most intrigued to watch. Also because uh, before halftime of the matchup two weeks ago, that was just, just an extremely close game. I think it was three points at halftime, and it was complete toss-up. Obviously, Indy took over in the second half. I do like the Colts in this game. I think that a guy that I kind of like who didn't play extremely well last week uh, was Hines. Is Hines this week. Uh, we saw him completely dominate Tennessee a few weeks ago. I would like to see him get the ball a little bit more again against the team that you know he did extremely well against. 
Yeah, uh, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Naheem Hines only had six rushes this week and four targets. He turned it into, uh, it was single-digit half PPR fantasy points. Um, But 6.8, so didn't kill you, but wasn't great. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm truly concerned at this Colts backfield at this point because Jonathan Taylor had over 20 carries, and people are probably going to be saying how he's the breakout and he's going to, have all the carries for the rest of the season, and I simply don't believe that's true. I think it could be any of them at any time. Um, I'd like to believe it could be Hines. He had 12 carries for 70 yards last time, five receptions on six targets, and a touchdown each on the ground and through the air for 26 points. So I'd love to see it be Hines. Um, Fun little tidbit, Hines seems to only do good against the division because his week one performance was against Jacksonville. And every other week he's been bad, and they haven't played any other division games. Still to come is Tennessee this week, two more against Houston, and one more against Jacksonville. So maybe Hines is the division running back. (laughs) Um, Who knows? I don't know how to predict these running backs, but I agree. I'd love to see him get more involved. Um, You're not streaming Phillip Rivers. This is easy. Um, Your boy Michael Pittman Jr., uh, I'm hearing him all over the place being talked about as a league winner. He's a GOAT. He's clearly the number one option in this offense, and although he had limited targets and receptions last week, he had the big play, and he had a good fantasy day. Uh, what's your take on Michael Pittman and how that affects T.Y. and uh, Zach Pascal? I mean, it negatively affects them in fantasy, but Michael Pittman's, I mean, we've seen so, there's so many good rookie wide receivers this year that it's easy to forget one, you know, week by week, but Pittman's not going to let you forget him um, since he came back from injury. And I called it, just saying. And he's not going to let you forget him for the rest of the year either. I think that clearly he's their number one guy. He's the most explosive with the ball of their receiving core. I think that that's extremely apparent. They drafted him to be a Rivers guy. But, you know, he's a big body. But at the same time, like I said, you know, he's young. He's got those fresh legs, and he's extremely athletic. He's a great player. He's going to be their top uh, top receiver going forward. And I am ecstatic to fire him up in my lineup every week. Yeah, absolutely. He's a very, very safe, stable wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside for sure. Um, I like Pittman. I think he was drafted to be the one, and he will continue to be the one because this offense has soared to new heights. You know, we kind of felt like they were buoyed by the defense the first few weeks, but Pittman's really kind of opened it up and and helped them to succeed on the offensive side of the ball. Um, The three-headed backfield scares me. We already talked about that. How about the three-headed tight end field? I mean, I think... At this point, tight end is a shit show. You're better off streaming a team with only one tight end, right? I agree. And if that's not to say that their tight ends aren't good. No, they're all very talented players. They just certainly have their own but, niches. You know, when you look over and you know, you you're starting Mo Alley Cox and you see Burton get, you know, a few targets and then you see Jack Doyle get the touchdown. You know, only bad thoughts are going through your head. Avoid those bad thoughts, just avoid all three of them. Yeah, it's tough enough to bank on a fifty fifty split, let alone a, a three way split. So I'd stay away from those. Um, and I'm not starting Pascal or T.Y. Absolutely not. Um, let's go to the Titans side of the ball. The Titans, who had that really bad game against Indianapolis, and uh, I was a little worried about them, come out and they beat the Ravens, and they beat them well. They beat them handily. Um, In it, overtime. It was not overtime, but uh, they, they manhandled that defense. Uh, they put up 30 points. Derrick Henry's a man. A.J. Brown, did you see that A.J. Brown touchdown? Yeah. I lost my mind, dude, on he, my couch. He bullied them. He because bullied them. That's I, Mike Evans did the same thing last night. Yeah, 
I Mike Evans, yeah, he he had a man touchdown too. But I'm sitting there needing AJ Brown to score a touchdown, and I see <laughs> him catch it on the six, and yep. there's four guys in front of him, and I'm like, damn it, another one. Like, why can't you throw it to him in the end zone? And then he just carried he, the whole team. He just does a thing. He so, carried the whole team. Guy's a monster. He's an absolute monster. I thought. It, well, I had my kind of you know head to the side a little bit. I turn back. I see Tennessee Titan carrying four guys in the end zone. You know, I thought I was looking for the poop out of the hair. I was like, where's, you know, that's clearly Derrick Henry, right? Mm-hmm. No. Nope. It was A.J. Nope. Brown, AJ Brown being a man. Much respect. Um, you're firing him up every week. Certainly. Um, I like Tannehill in this matchup. I know people will say not to because of the indie defense, but I think this team is starting to, you know, we were worried about the Titans offense with in the absence of their left tackle, Taylor Lewan, but it seems like they're figuring it out. And uh, drawing up plays to the other side of the field, and you know they're they're maneuvering around it. Um, and the guy getting the reps is is getting a little less green. He's he's fitting in on that line a little bit more. So I'm much less worried about this offensive line. Um, you're firing up Henry. It's the third third of the season, which is when you want Derrick Henry. I like Tannehill. I like AJ Brown. Um, you could do better than Corey Davis, in my opinion. Um, and I like Janu. I, I don't care that he doesn't get targets. He gets red zone targets yeah, he, every he single gets week. Touchdowns. He gets touchdowns, and that's what you need from a tight end. So I like Janu as well. Um, any uh, discrepancies on the Titans side of the ball? No, sir. All right, let's do it then. Um, I'm taking the Titans to win. I'm going to take the Colts. You know who the Colts kind of remind me of? Who? That Jacksonville team a few years ago that went to the AFC Championship game. Mm, the 10-6 t- the and six Jacksonville team mm-hmm. with Blake Bortles? With Blake Bortles. Um, Rivers is a better quarterback than Bortles. Obviously, turnover prone himself. But I think that Indianapolis could be a contender to lose to Kansas City in the playoffs. Yeah. No, I, I could absolutely see that. And I think they could even mess around and win a playoff game because I think their defense is just, as, just yeah. as good lose as that to, Jags lose defense. Lose to Kansas City mm-hmm. in the championship game. Um, oh, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, that defense is just as good as that Jags defense was, but this offense is better. So that'll be fun. But uh, I got the Titans to win this game. Good. Moving on, we have the Panthers and the Vikings. Vikings are four-point favorites at home. Wow. 48.5 over under. Um, I'm a little surprised that they're favorites like that after losing to Dallas, but I think it probably has to do with Teddy Bridgewater being out. Um, but I like PJ Walker the better PJ than Teddy Bridgewater. Man. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, give me your thoughts on this Vikings offense. We'll start with them. Uh, Adam Thielen hit the COVID list. He did. He did. No confirmation if it's close contact or if he has it, which means he very well could play on Sunday. Yes. Um, but Obviously, if not, I would keep an eye out. I would bet that he won't miss more than one week. Oh, certainly not. Uh, but you got to keep an eye out. Regardless of whether or not you're starting, you're starting Justin Jefferson. Kid's a beast. We already talked about rookie wide receivers. He's one of them. Uh, Justin Jefferson, you know, probably top three most impressive at this point out of all those crazy rookie wide receivers. Especially if Thielen's out, you're going to need to fire him up. Uh, Dalvin Cook, obviously carrying the torch over there. But Minnesota, man, uh, I was heaping their praises. I was saying they're coming back, and then they go out and lose to Dallas. To Dallas. Yeah, I know, man. That, I, that really puts them back in my eyes. It really does. Um, I, I think I'm pulling back on that on that playoff run that I was calling a few weeks ago. They're one and four at home against Carolina team that I really seem actually like. Uh, I'm not too big on Minnesota this week. Yeah, especially 
if Thielen is out, especially, especially. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you for that. I mean, Dalvin Cook is obviously your every week starter, yeah, and he's, he's um, yeah, he's gonna do Dalvin Cook he's things. One point one point one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like Jeff. He's been playing really, really well. Um, Thielen, if he plays, but um, I'm. This isn't my favorite matchup for for the Vikings for sure. Um, you're not going to stream Kirk this week, absolutely not. Um, not after the defense they're playing gave up zero last week. Regardless yeah. of what we know about Carolina's defense, or if that was Lions being the Lions, they gave up zero points. Right, which is always a, a boost and and an adrenaline push and all that jazz. Yeah, so you don't start Kirk Cousins after that. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I mean th- this offense. Adam Thielen is so talented. Did you see his touchdown? The yeah. one, the one-hander. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's yeah. he's filthy. Um, to the Panthers' side of the ball, you're not going to stream PJ Walker. Obviously, uh, looks like McCaffrey is not going to play. He's not no. So Mike Davis More again. Mike Davis. Stream him. He did great last week. Uh, not stream him. Sorry, he's on a roster. Play him. Um, if I, who do you think the number thirteen? So one guy away from being a top twelve wide receiver is in the NFL this season in half PPR. I want to say my boy Curtis Samuel. It's DJ Moore. It's DJ Moore after, it's DJ after Moore. last week. After last week, I'm so confused how this could be a thing, man. Like I said, like I said in the uh, the recap, man, this the last game was a fantasy owner's dream for the Carolina Panthers. PJ had 24 completions, two to Davis. The other 22 were all to those three guys of Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel. And it was 7-7 seven, seven, and 8 went to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samuel got the touchdown. He seems to be the gadget player that they like to use. But DJ Moore was getting the numbers that you expect out of your number one guy. He had, a, what, 150 yards off seven catches? Yep. If you can get anything close to that this week, anything close. Yeah, I mean, 11 targets from P.J. Walker, too. Um, PJ's that, a slinger. Don't, yeah. get, don't get it twisted. He's that, a, it's not the best quarterback. Well, and that's the thing, too, is th- that's what this Panthers team needs if you want their pieces to be viable. They need a slinger, not Teddy Bridgewater, who averages a depth of target less than five yards. Why Why did they trade Kyle Allen? <laughs> Don't get me started on Kyle Allen. I know why they traded um, Kyle Allen. Because he's a Scott Cell boy. No, because Ron Rivera went to the uh, football yeah, team. that's true. And that's his boy. Um, look, DJ Morris had two weeks now, 17 and then 18 points. Um you have to be happy about that. And you know what? Mm-hmm. He's had a, a three and a six and a seven and a seven and a seven, but he's also had 16, 17, 12, 23. Especially if you bought low on him because a lot of people did. So Yeah, 17 and 18. I mean, he's the wide receiver 13. And what that tells me is that there's a lot of inconsistency at the wide receiver position outside of the top 12. And honestly, even inside of the top 12. If you go through this top 12 list um, – Devontae, Tyreek, DK have all been very solid pretty much every week. Thielen. Um, Tyler Lockett is honestly buoyed by that 45-point week because he's had five or six dud weeks in the last seven or eight. Keenan Allen's a stud. Stephon Diggs, D-Hop, Ridley, Woods, McLaurin, Claypool, and then DJ Moore. And then after that, it's like Mike Evans, Tyler Boyd, Allen Robinson, Robbie Anderson's wide receiver 19 despite barely being in the top 30 the last seven weeks. So explain that one to me. So you got to be happy about DJ Moore is my point. And I think you got to keep riding the wave. I know we were kind of soft on him. And he seems like the least talked about of the three Panthers receivers this season. Because Robbie started hot and then uh, Curtis Samuel started having big games. But, I mean, DJ the Moore. The other guys are more fun. 
Yeah. That's why they're more talked about. DJ Moore's the guy to own, though, I think. I think he's the best. I think he gets – he obviously gets the most points, and Robbie's been in a lull, so. He's the best. I think that I really like the way that they use Curtis Samuel in their offense, though. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely nice knowing that you could get a rushing touchdown from, from Curtis Samuel at any point, but um, be happy if you own DJ Moore. Don't be down on him. Certainly. He, yeah. Uh, it's about time we can say that out loud, so there's that. Um, I think – does that cover this game? I, I kind of got lost in the yes. sauce there. Um, who are you taking to win? Um, taking the Panthers. I'm going to take the Vikings. I thought they were playing well. Um, I think they have a bounce-back game at home. Um, in the Dome, I think Dalvin Cook rushes for a million more yards. So I'm going to go Vikings on this one. But it's close. It's definitely close. Moving along to the next game, we have the Dolphins visiting the Jets. Dolphins are favored by seven. Over-unders 44 and a half. Um, I'm going to take the Dolphins to win here. I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover here. I'm going to take the Dolphins to cover twice here. This is crazy. Seven points? That's it? Jets are 0-10. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? It's, uh, I mean, Tua just got benched. Obviously, he's going to start again. But people are a little bit nervous after that. It's got to be It's got to be the reason. And the Jets put up a decent game. They put up a decent damn game. They, they got... Pick six to, to open up against the Chargers, and guess what? They only lost by six points. Uh, Joe Flacco, probably the best game he's had in a billion years. Probably the best game Since he's had the in, Super Bowl. in three. Te- yeah, literally. In, yeah. Th- in three teams, probably the best game he's had. Mm-hmm. Finally, LaMichael P. Reed is not holding back Frank the Tank Gore. I hate, I hate you for that. <laughs> God, I fucking hate that. <laughs> he can finally feast the way he was meant to for the rest of eternity like he was destined to do. Frank Gore, Frank Gore Jr., Coming at you soon. Best one to uh, Frank Gore sucks, dude. <laughs> he's not good. Oh. Touchdown last week. Oh, that's all he's <laughs> missing is touchdowns. You make me so mad. That's all he's missing. <laughs> oh my god. He's the only. Uh, oh, I can't say that. I mean, if I had to start anyone on the Jets, it'd be him. Can we just please understand that? No, what? It, it would have to be, dude. Frank Gore is the reason this team sucks, along it, with it, plenty of other things. <laughs> along with everything, he has had double-digit attempts on the ground every week, except for one where he had nine, and this was the first time he had double-digit fantasy points. And it's oh wait, it's the only week he got a touchdown all season. Exactly what I just said. The only thing he's missing. My point is, is he's nothing. He's literally he's a five-point running back without a touchdown. You could do worse than a starting running back. <laughs> oh my god so i'm just saying man. oh my god okay anyway um if there is a player on the jets i want to start it's brashad perriman um after a 24 point outing with two touchdowns uh with joe flacco slinging against new england he came out of the bye only got two f- receptions on four targets but 54 yards and a touchdown gets 12 fantasy points um he seems to be Flacco's downfield guy. Um, if anyone's going to connect for a touchdown, it's it's Brashad. Jamison Crowder had a really bad week. He only had two points. Um, I'm I'm starting Brashad Perriman if any Jets at all. But I don't want to. I don't want to start any Jets. I don't want to start any either. But Perriman's not a bad play. Uh, we'll go to the Dolphins. You're not streaming Tua because. One, he's he's kind of been a game manager thus far, and uh, now you have the bench potential. Um, it has been announced that he will start again, so you can't unfortunately go back to using Fitzmagic, although it's very fortunate for Tua's young career, which I believe in. 
Um, so that leaves you with with the options. I think you're going to start the starting running back here, um, whether it's uh, Salvin Ahmed or it's Miles um, Gaskin coming off the IR. Doesn't look great for Gaskin right now. No. It says he's faring well in recovery, but reporters would have expected uh, more information already. Okay. Whether or not he would be activated, because he has not been activated. Okay. Ahmed uh, got hurt last game, but he's done fine with yeah. the, with the work he's got, and especially against the Jets. Why not fire him up? Yeah, give they, the kid a shot. They love a workhorse, so I would pay attention to that. But I I feel good starving Salvin Ahmed. Got some receiving um, work last week. Yeah, too. if he's healthy for sure. Um, Devontae Parker. With Fitzmagic, Devontae Parker was a locked and loaded wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. Um, man, you were almost quiet coming in there too. No, I got speeding tickets. <laughs> no way. Yeah. What? What for? Let's okay. Uh, pod break. We're gonna talk about Matt's uh, speeding ticket. What happened? Let's talk about. Eighty and a fifty-five. Yeah. Trying to kill a kid. You're so stupid. Good bro. lord. Damn. Oh, that's nice. What did what'd they book you for? How much? Podcast donations at Venmo at Matt Buchko. It's a good thing Buchko's hard to spell. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, Dolphins, Devontae Parker. Um, with Tua, Tua's kind of been a game manager type guy. Devontae Parker's had some disappointing fantasy games, but he is playing the Jets. I don't hate throwing him in your flex this week and uh, hoping they connect in the end zone uh, just because it is the Jets. W- what are your thoughts on on these Dolphins receiving options? I think they're going to try and get an early lead and then con- maybe a reverse game script almost of get the lead and then start throwing, then start letting Tua eat a little bit, get him mm. some work, get him some, you know, those reps that he was missing last week sure. that he wasn't doing either well on or they benched him for because they understand, you know, we have this young quarterback, but they're 6-3. and three. You know, and, and Brian Flores made a great call that NFL coaches never do, and that's called your bullpen. If your quarterback doesn't have it, take him out, man. Try your backup. Doesn't mean you're you're locked. You have to start that guy because now, you know, the NFL is so knee-jerk. If you're not a great quarterback your first year, you know, you, you're a bust. You suck, you know. Yeah, no, I hate that. I hate that so much. You know, we've we've heard the stories a billion times from our, from our parents and stuff. You know, Peyton Manning had 26 interceptions in his rookie year, and and Troy Aikman went at one in fifteen, you know, yada yada. We don't like we don't let kids do that anymore. No, I know. And and Brian Flores might be the guy to change that script, and I love it because two is the kind of guy that you will have to do that for. Yeah. No, that's true. That's a good point. Um, so then you feel you feel decent about Parker? Yeah, I do. How do you feel about Kasicki? I don't want him. Uh, I mean, I think that there's worse tight ends. Mike Kasicki or Jimmy Graham. Kasicki. Mike Kasicki or Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's hurt me too many times. Okay, take the bias out, though. <laughs> against the probably, Bengals? Probably Evan Ingram. Okay. Against the Jets. Okay, just trying to figure out where, where they're going to fall um, in in priority here. So, that's a... Uh, I do like Yusiki, though. He's just not... He's not getting too much as much work as was expected before the season. Probably <sighs> one of the most traded players I've ever seen. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. Um I got Dolphins to win and cover. Pretty Same. pretty easy. Okay. Cool beans. Next game. Last morning game. 
Your beloved Cleveland Browns, seven-point favorites, traveling to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars. Over-unders There's 40. stinker games this week. 49 even, over-under. Yeah, it's kind of a stinker. Um, Jaguars, it's James Robinson. And uh, if you want to get messy, it's DJ Chark. Yeah. And I, I think that's it. Prefer not to get messy right? after what Jake Luton did last week. Yeah. Um, Was he 11 of 30 for three picks? Yeah, trash. Uh, but James Robinson, dude, he's a good player. He's mm-hmm. out here hurdling guys. He he, does, oh, it doesn't matter how they do. He he does well. He is matchup. I don't want to say proof. Like he's going to, although he tends to get more work in in those tough matchups. And I think he is matchup proof. I think I would agree. I don't care I that he's got that a he tough is. schedule the rest of the way. They're the Jaguars. Everyone they play is a tough schedule for them. So roll him out every week, and sometimes you'll get twenty, sometimes you'll get twelve, but you're gonna get double digit, and he's gonna touch the ball twenty five times, and he's gonna do the most with it. So. Um, 172 carries for 762 yards and five touchdowns on the season so far. That's not bad for a UDFA. Um, but no other Jaguars, right? Certainly not. No way. Okay. Talk to me about your Browns. Browns as a, as a dual chub hunt owner, this is a this game is paradise for me. You know, you got to toss them both out there. Baker has not looked good. He's not put up good numbers lately. Uh, we know that those there was two other games in there, but but last week, no excuses. He he just didn't play extremely well. Uh, irregardless of that factor, regardless is not a word. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I did that. I, I did that in week two. I had to hit you with that again. This will be a decent game to stream Baker. I mean, it's the Jaguars. Why not? Uh, there's a, you could you could do much worse than tossing Baker out versus the Jags. Same with guys with their receivers, uh, Landry Higgins. Either of them, you know, this is kind of like the Dolphins situation playing the Jets. Uh, you're playing such a bad team, everyone's enticing, and I don't blame you for starting anyone. Yeah. Um, I'm a Baker's better without OBJ guy, and we've had three bad weather games now um, in which the Browns couldn't throw, didn't need to throw, some combination of the two. doesn't really matter. Now we have the Browns going to beautiful Jacksonville, Florida to play a really bad Jaguars team. And I see absolutely no reason why uh, Baker can't have a great game here. Um, I don't like any of his receiving options just because I don't know who's going to get the work. Um, It could be any of the tight ends. It could be um, Jarvis Landry. It could be Hollywood Higgins. I I don't really know what to make of those options, so I'm going to stay away. Um, But, yeah, no, I agree. I like Baker. And then, obviously, Hunt and Chubb, you're starting because they're both sick. For sure. Um, I have the Browns to win this game. I'm sure you're in the same boat. As do I. Beautiful. Let's trudge right along to the afternoon slate. We got three of them this week. We're going to have the Saints visiting Mile High. Six-point favorites. Over-unders 43.5. I feel like six points is a lot without Drew Brees, but maybe not because they beat the Falcons pretty handily. How do you feel about this game? I feel good for the Saints, man. I, Taysom Hill really, he really did change my mind. Um, after seeing him play, he looked infinitely better than I expected. He looked like a real, true NFL quarterback, and he did play the Falcons. This is not the Falcons that he's playing. This is the Broncos. Broncos team who is a little bit better, but not that, not by that much. You know, um, a team that loves to shoot itself in the foot, which you can't do against a Saints team that's won seven in a row. I think that Sean Payton's going to put Taysom in the best position to win again. 
I don't hate him as a streaming option because, like we said in the recap, running quarterbacks offer their own benefits. A rushing touchdown is worth more than a passing touchdown. Okay? So him, you know, rushing in those two and not passing in either of them is a, is a net gain for Taysom Hill. And I think that he could put up some better numbers this week than last week because they might need him to. It's, it might not be the 20-point the blowout from the get-go that it was against Atlanta. Uh, I, I think I like everyone on the Saints that you might expect. Uh, I know you're a little bit tiny down in Kamara, but you know, you're know you obviously not worried about starting him. Slant boy Michael Thomas is pretty good uh, synergy with Taysom Hill, I would say, uh, given his skill set. Yeah. No, I would agree. Um with all of that, I think Taysom Hill is a good streamer this week um, because of his ability to use his feet and potentially rush in, in the end zone. Um, you mentioned I'm down on Kamara a little bit. That is true. However, not enough that I wouldn't trade for him. Breaking news! I just completed a trade in my most important friend league <laughs> where I am three-way tied for fourth, a.k.a. the three of us make up the fourth, fifth, and sixth seeds in the playoffs. I'm the six, not the four, so that sucks. Um, and I'm afraid to lose on tiebreakers in these last two weeks. I just traded in a team where... Hold on, let me give this to you accurately. My receivers are... I have Deontay and Claypool, A.J. Brown, and Will Fuller, um, and I picked up Pittman. Okay, So I got five playable receivers. I just traded Claypool, Josh Jacobs, and Kenyon Drake, who's on my bench, for Alvin Kamara. And I got Derek Carr to throw in there because he's been playing well. Um, it's a tough move for me, but now I can start Miles Sanders and Kamara at running back. I still have Deontay Johnson and A.J. Brown. And then I can flex Will Fuller or Pittman, whoever I'm feeling. So uh, I feel I feel great about that move, and hopefully I get more. You gave up quite a bit, but you got a, the best player back. In I did. I, I'm kind of fire sailing my bench because I have a ton of playable players on my bench, so I'm trying to upgrade my starters. So, But, yeah, anyway, I like Alvin Kamara. Less than I did last week, but I like him. Um, Michael Thomas, I'll take a little bit of an L on him just because he's getting force-fed by Taysom Hill. Um, but I'm still I'm out on him as a player. But he's a good fantasy asset if he's going to get 10 targets. Uh, that's pretty standard. Um, I don't like Jared Cook with Taysom Hill, though, at quarterback. Definitely not Jared Cook. Um, and I think Taysom Hill you can stream. I think he'll probably jump into the end zone for a touchdown. The Broncos have a pretty good run defense, and I, I think he'll have some trickery for them. So uh, let's talk about these Broncos, though. Who who are you thinking on this Broncos team? What's what's kind of the look? Um, I mean, I'm leaning Mel, Melgo over over Lindsey for obvious reasons. He's getting the goal line work, as we, as we have mentioned before, uh, regardless of whether or not he is it. I also looked it up, irregardless is a word. Uh, regar- irregardless, I'm nope. going to use it then. Regardless of whether or not Lindsey's a better player, uh, Melvin Gordon gets some more important touches. Uh, for that reason, you, you'd rather have him out there. And to be honest, I'd rather have Tim Patrick out there than Jerry Judy. I know Tim Patrick got Tim Patrick owners are absolutely gleeful if you started him this week that he got a 61-yard bomb on a game-ending you know throwaway. But I, I like the player, um, and Jerry Judy, rookie rookie guy, has been a little bit more consistent than some of his peers. I think I prefer Tim Patrick. I wouldn't want to start him, but he's not a bad option at all. I would definitely prefer Tim Patrick. I agree with you there. 
Um, and if you didn't listen to the recap, go listen to it. It's, it's a quick 40-minute listen. You can put it on double speed and crank it out in 20. But we talked about uh, how I was ready to throw in the towel on Melvin Gordon, and um, then him and Lindsey had another week of even split, but he Melvin Gordon scored two touchdowns. And for that reason, Melvin Gordon is once again the back to own on that team. So um, if you got to start one, it's Gordon more as a flex play and a low-end wide receiver, too. Um, I don't like starting Lindsey, although there is upside because he does more with his touches historically, but I don't like him because I don't think he'll he'll find the end zone. Um, and I agree, I agree on Tim Patrick over Jerry Judy, whether people like it or not. Um, and Fance is a good tight end guy, just can't stay on the field. Yeah, I mean, people keep, like, tooting the, the Noah Fant horn like he's done anything all season and he really hasn't done a thing. Because he gets hurt whenever he, he when he plays like a great first half and then gets injured. Exactly, gets I, hurt on a thirty-one yard pass, you know, to start the game. Yeah, I just I have no reason to believe that that will change for the rest of the year. So I'm I not agree, which is what's just you know especially yeah. frustrating because mm-hmm. he's certainly tight end start worthy. You know, the kind of guy talent wise, sure that you would want. You know, as your sixteen week starter, but you're not going to get sixteen weeks out of him. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you might next year though. So I'm yep. not out on Fant the player, but Certainly I'm out on not. him right now. Yeah, Stream yeah, yeah. somebody else. Completely agree. It's not a risk you want to take, especially the Saints defense. Historically turns it up in the second half, and they're cooking right now. Uh, they had a great game last week. So um, I have the Saints to win this game. As do I. Cool beans. Second afternoon game, 49ers visiting the Rams. Rams are seven-point favorites, 45.5 over under. Uh, the last time these teams played, the 49ers covered the spread. I'm sorry, they beat the spread, but uh, they did not win the game. Um, if you watched Monday Night Football, you saw both Robert Woods and Cooper Cup catch the ball double-digit times on double-digit targets and look really, really good. And the running backs not be utilized really at all um, on the ground, at least. Cam Akers caught a touchdown. <sighs> Just when I thought we had this Rams team figured out, right? They're a run-first team, stocked down on the receivers, too many mouths to feed, can't decide which running back to use, blah, blah, blah. They, they go out and they do that. And if you're a Robert Woods or a Cooper Cup owner, you're happy because you're probably starting them anyway. But what do you make of this Rams team going forward and in this matchup? Uh, they look pretty damn good, man, uh, especially 4-0 at home. Been especially impressive there. Uh, you know, we, we sing McVay's praises all the time on the show. And there's no reason to stop now. Puts guys in great positions to win. Um, Before, Goff has evolved a little bit. You know, before their floor was whatever, he made it. You know, he he could absolutely shit the bed and they would suck. But he's he doesn't do that anymore. You know, he puts up bad games, but no, he doesn't put up stinkers anymore. They're winning games against good teams away in Tampa on Monday night, which their running backs put up 20 carries for 37 yards. Um. They're they're just a good solid team up and down. They have great depth, um, and and their top receivers are good options going forward. If Goff's going to be throwing the way he is, absolutely fire them both up. No second thoughts. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm not I'm not going to mess with Reynolds or Van Jefferson, although they're both getting involved. Um, yeah. I feel like, and. Don't hate me for this because I hate that I even have to have this conversation. I really expected more from Tyler Higby this year. 
but I feel like we might be moving towards the Tyler Higby breakout uh, at the end of the season that we were hoping for. Um, last year, it was the last five weeks that he did it. Um, he has had four, six, and four targets the last three weeks. At another four the week before that. Um, I don't know. It, it's more of a gut feeling than anything. If you have him stashed, I would hold him or keep an eye on him on the wire. Um, there is no stat to base this off of other than the fact that he looks good on the field when he's utilized. They just don't utilize him. And I have a feeling that the Rams are going to need to turn up the heat a little bit and win some games down the stretch. Um, playing Arizona twice, playing Seattle, um, and then obviously San Francisco this week. They have most of their division games lie ahead of them. So keep an eye on that. They might turn to their best tight end and, and utilize him. Um, not this week, but just keep an eye on it. 49ers side of the ball. Raheem Mostert comes back. We're obviously starting him. Um, correct, I would say. You can start Raheem Mostert. Um 49ers receivers options, though. Kendrick Bourne is the wide receiver one right mm. now. Debo Look, looking to be back this week? Uh, I heard that was iffy. It says he's looking good, and Ayuk okay. was placed on COVID list. Similar situation to Thielen that we talked about earlier. We're not very entirely sure what that could mean. 49ers I-8, week 12 return for Debo Samuel. Yeah, Um so we'll keep an eye on that one because um, obviously I don't think any team in history has ever needed a buy more than the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, how right. bumped up that team was. Yeah. Getting any running backs back, any receivers back is going to be huge for them. Yeah, no, true that. Um, starting Mostert, not starting Jimmy G. Starting Jordan Reed is for Jimmy sure. Is Jimmy G playing? Um, I, uh, no, I'm sorry. That's just out of habit. No, Jimmy G is not playing. Um, definitely not starting Nick Mullins. Um, I'm starting Jordan Reed. If you can get a tight end who's who's going to run routes every time he's on the field and have a 15% target share in only 44% of snaps played in a week when he's banged up, uh, you got to be happy about that. So fire up Jordan Reed. I think he's your best chance to be a solid weekly tight end down the stretch if you've been streaming. Um, but I don't want the receiving options. Maybe Debo at, at the flex if he plays, but... Uh, I don't want Kendrick Bourne. I don't want uh, what's his name, the guy who came out of nowhere and Richie James. Richie James. There you go. I don't want him. Um, yeah, I, Brandon Ayuk is on the COVID list, which makes Jordan Reed a little more appealing, and if Debo plays, a little more appealing as well. But that's really it for me on the on the 49ers. How do you feel about the the running backs? Are you you in on Mostert? Uh, if I had to be in on anyone, I guess it'd be Mostert. Okay. I'm a little bit scared coming off the injury. Uh, this is a division game. Clearly a must win for the Niners. If they fall to 4-7, and seven, man, I don't see how they can claw their way back into the playoffs. Yeah. no, Pretty I, much impossible. And I don't think they will um, make the playoffs this year, which means I think Kittle's probably just going to sit out the last two games that he's expected to be back for. Um, and I think they're just going to punt on the year. I don't think we're going to see Jimmy G again. I don't think we're going to see Kittle again. I think there's a chance 
We see Mostert in limited fashion after this week, but I, I don't think the 49ers are, are going to fold uh, that easy. So I think they're going to throw it all out this week. I think Mostert's a good play. Um, but if they lose here, I, I think that's it for, for them this season. I'm going to take the Rams to win. I'm going to take the 49ers. Ooh, a little upset pick. It's a seven point. I think they're too good. I would love to. I want to see Shanahan back in the playoffs. Yeah. No, I mean, they were, they were in my IRC year five before the season that I thought were Super Bowl contenders. So it's sad to see how injured they've been. Yeah. The injury is unfortunate because it can all be attributed to that for sure. They're the only one of my five that's truly fallen out of the playoffs, too. Okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, last afternoon game, we have the Chiefs going to play the Bucks. Chiefs are three and a half point favorites. Over, Great game. Over unders fifty five and a half. Chiefs are nine and one, five and zero oh on the road. Bucks are seven and four, three and two at home. So many fantasy relevant players in this game. Yeah, so um, many. Chiefs, you're starting Mahomes. You're starting Kelsey. You're starting Hill. Um, you're starting Clyde. You're starting Clyde. I think that's it. Four and done. Easy, right? Yeah, they gave Le'Veon the most work he's got, but that, I mean, again, just a lucky touchdown. Le'Veon hasn't done shit since he went there. Like, yeah. kind of surprised the way they use him, but mm-hmm. that's the way it's been. Yeah. See no reason that it's going to continue, especially um, against Tampa Bay, a tough team. Yeah, and uh, Clyde had two on the ground, so you have to be excited to fire him up. Um, two on the ground last week, that is. Um, the Bucks get a little more tricky. Um, let's start with Tom Brady. Are you streaming Tom Brady this week? I say no. I say yes because they're going to have to score to keep up. I just – he doesn't look good, yo. You get a little bit of pressure on him, and he makes he starts making mistakes. And, you know, it was evident last night against the Rams that he was not playing Tom Brady football. His age is catching up to him. He, he gets a little nervous in the pocket, and – I just don't think that the Chiefs are going to allow him to be Tom Brady. I think Andy Reid is an excellent head coach. I think this team is very well coached, and I think they know exactly how to take the Bucks down. We've watched it. We watched the Giants almost do it. We've watched it happen a few other times this season. The Bears did it. The Rams did it last night. Um, I, I just don't see... I don't see Tom Brady being effective. I don't. Th- I think the Chiefs have a significantly worse defense than all those teams you just mentioned. Really? Yes. Mm, okay. Perhaps not significant, but enough where it's going to make a difference. I mean, the the Bucks' offense is better than the Raiders. Raiders have have absolutely gassed the Chiefs both times they played them. Yeah, it's a division game though. It's it's different. This is the best game of the week. I mean, by by quite a bit. I don't know, man. That Giants-Bengals game looking pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, this is an exciting game for sure. With just, I mean, how many fantasy options there are. You know, look at Tampa Bay. Rojo, you starting him. You, you're starting Rojo confidently? Yeah. Okay. Godwin, for sure. You don't like Evans, but he's a monster. Got to toss him out there. I don't dislike A-B, Evans. I just... They, they finally started to get him some work. Finally started to, you know, fit him into the offense. Find ways that he could be effective. They kind of got away from him a little bit, but when they did use him the way that he should be used, um, especially a little bit older now, you know those seven-yard in-run uh, in-run slants, he's going to be open for all of them. Led the team in targets last week. That is incredibly encouraging. Uh, kind of tough for Gronkowski owners like me. I feel like you're always kind of hoping out for the uh, touchdown, 
Gronk was getting a few long catches, nothing last week, but uh, and Cameron Bray getting some work as well is kind of scary. But I think that the normal options for Tampa Bay, you're going to want to fire them up as, as you normally do. I'm not scared of Kansas City's defense as, as much as I would be as Los Angeles is who they just played. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if I had to if I had to bet, this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think the over hits. Um, you got to feel gotta good. It's got to be the highest over on the week. It's got to be. Yeah. You have to feel good about Godwin and, and uh, Gronk at tight end. Um, it is. I don't love Mike Evans on a week-to-week basis. Um, but we'll see how that goes. Antonio Brown is getting more involved, which scares me more for the receiving options being fantasy viable, um, but the offense will be moving. Rojo's the only piece that's iffy for me. Um, only 10 carries for 24 yards this past game. Um, one target through the air for zero receptions. 2.4 fantasy points, and that's following up a, a week where he had 192 yards on the ground. Now, I know the Rams are a good defense, but does this scare you for his... Um, usage going forward and a potential continued timeshare with Fournette, who seems to get more and more touches um, every week. Perhaps a bit. You know, Fournette had four targets, um, seven attempts on the ground, so 10 to seven targets. And uh, he had 8.6 fantasy points because he caught one of those targets and uh, he rushed in a touchdown. I mean, perhaps a bit, but I'm not entirely worried. That that game was a little weird. It was pretty back and forth. Both teams were coming back at plenty of points in the game. Neither team could run the ball at all, and both of them decided that they wanted to pass almost three times as much as they ran. I think that was just kind of a case of you know, that's how both teams played last week. That's how the game went. Okay. I'm not worried about Ronald Jones, especially coming off the best game of his career two weeks ago. That's fair. Yeah, I'm uh, – I'm I wouldn't say I'm worried, but I'm uh, cautious. Cau- for sure. Cautious is fair. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs to win. I, I'll give me the home team. Wow, you are just Tom Brady sucking again. Oh boy, oh boy. I think I don't even know if we'll see the Bucks in the playoffs, man. To be honest. Okay. For sure, guy. <laughs> Let me know it's how just, that. I'll remember that one. It's just it's a tough. Um, division race with the Saints, right? Okay. And there's plenty of good teams in the NFC. You I sh- just you should have looked at their remaining schedule before you made that uh, claim. I don't know, dude. They're they got they got they're gonna be seven and five. They're okay, seven and five. Yeah. In their last three games, Atlanta, Detroit, Atlanta. You're telling me that team's not gonna win two of those games? I mean, they will. And but, that's the playoff spot. But my problem is, is... And that's a playoff spot. If if the Saints win this division, they're fighting with the Cardinals and the Seahawks and the Rams. Only one of those guys is going to win the West. And I think both of those teams are going to finish with better records than the Bucs. So. I wouldn't bank on that, especially considering uh, L.A. and Arizona haven't played each other yet. I'd have to I'd have to crunch some numbers before I'm willing to bet, yeah, bet you on I'd, it. I'd but. be willing to bet that you're very very wrong, but mm, very very wrong. I don't see it. No, there's Damn. no way. There's no way. Getting fired up. There's just no all right. Way. Well, we'll see after this week, won't we? If they if they beat the Chiefs this week, my outlook completely changes. So we'll sit on it a little bit. Sunday night football. We have your beloved Chicago Bears. That's a word for it. The- <laughs> Visiting the Packers. Uh, no lines listed because we don't know who's starting at quarterback for the Bears at the moment. Like it matters. Like it matters, he says. Free Mitch. Um, break this game down for the peeps. It's going to be ugly. Really fucking ugly. Uh, 
we thought we were cool, you know, last week coming off the bye. We needed it just as badly as Niners did. We had such an injured offensive line, boys on the COVID list. We got one guy back. Um, and David Montgomery's concussion is not doing that much better. And we don't know who's going to start at quarterback. This is so typical fucking Matt Nagy. You know, last week he gives up play calling for the first time ever, gives it to our offensive coordinator when we have one one offensive lineman and zero quarterbacks. You know, he, he loves to put people in a position to fail so it's not his fault. So here's why Mitchell's going to start this week is because it's a perfect opportunity for Mitchell to fail. Toss him first game back after you bench his ass for being 3-0. Throw him on Sunday night in Green Bay. You know the whole country's watching. Have him look bad behind that bad offensive line. And maybe your fucking shiny bald-headed ass looks a little bit better in your own heart. <laughs> but we're, I mean, I wrote for the lines, whatever the line is, it could be Packers minus 9.5, take it. Whatever it is, 13.5, take it. Doesn't matter. This game sucks. Wow. Green Bay side, if you're breathing, put them on your... Put him on your fantasy lineup. Um, I agree with that, with the exception of the MVS Alan Lazard. MVS dropped a pass mm-hmm. kind of critically. He tends to do that a lot. Um, well, I guess Tanyan's um, a little bit interesting. Uh, early I in like Tanyan. Early in the year, remember, I, I talked a lot about how the Bears linebackers were looking so slow um, and bad against the tight ends. That's changed. Danny Trevathan got a step back, and to be uh, Roquan Smith has been one of, if not the best, linebackers in the NFL this year. Certainly a middle linebacker. And if we got him out in coverage, he's more of a run stopper, but if we got him out in coverage, he's a perfect guy to line up on Tunyon as well as Eddie Jackson. Um, Tunyon's probably, in my opinion, going to come down to a touchdown like those kind of players usually do against the Bears. Uh, the speedsters are who you want to start against Chicago. Uh, for that reason, I'm not too keen on any secondary options from Green Bay. Uh, obviously, Devonta Adams doesn't matter that we got Kyle Fuller on him. He's going to put up ten and a hundred and two, most likely. Yeah, that's Devonte for you. Devonte, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, you're all starting. Um, MVS and Lazard are not the worst streamers in the world, not the worst dart throws, but you have to understand that there's a chance you picked the wrong one. So that's kind of what that decision comes down to. But not wrong. I would I would bet one of them does something uh, noteworthy. And then I like Tunyon. He had 15.4 PPR fantasy points last week on my bench behind Taysom Hill. So I wasn't mad, but I was kind of mad because I've started him plenty and he's done much less than that. Um, but I like Taysom Hill in the red zone and the Bears have been not great against the tight end on this season. So... Um, I don't hate the Tunyon start. Uh, to the Bears' side of the ball. Al Robinson. There you go. Easy. Packers to win for me, too. Yep. Okay. And uh, don't even think about saying, yeah, but. Nothing else on the Bears' side of the ball, please. There's nothing to be said. Please. However. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. Darnell Moody. <laughs> um, Monday Night Football. That's a good point. The final game of this Preview episode, we have the Seahawks visiting Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. Six-point favorites are the Road Seahawks. Battle of the Birds, over-unders 50 and a half. Seahawks, Russ, Lockett, DK, please God, Carson play. Whoever plays running back if Carson doesn't play, fire them all up. Yeah. No tight ends. 
I agree. That's my must start of the week, actually, is whoever the Seahawks start at running back. Whoever the Seahawks start at running back. I love the play. The Eagles, probably the worst team in that division, regardless of their record. Uh, they yep. they are a great team at finding ways to lose. Yep. Who the hell did they beat? Um, they, they beat om- the Niners. They almost the beat the Ravens, the which is weird. <laughs> and they have a tie. Okay. Yeah. So they they won two game. They won. They beat the Giants by one. They beat the Niners by a few. Yeah. And they, they handily beat the Cowboys. Yeah. This interesting game, actually. I don't think it's going to be uh, necessarily a blowout. Uh, funny enough, this is a playoff rematch from 2020. Can you believe that there was once Tw- a, a, a year before COVID? 2019, you mean? No. January of 2020. Oh, January. Okay. These two teams played each other in the playoffs, and it was a 17-9 to game. Yeah. Uh, so for fantasy perspective, we do not want that. That is the nightmare scenario, but these are two different teams. Correct. These are two different teams. This is a Seahawks team who has a much better offense and a much worse defense, and this is a Eagles team who is much worse at everything. Uh, Josh McCown was the quarterback of that game, actually. So you could expect a little bit more points than the Eagles as well. Uh I hope for a high-scoring game, especially because it's a Monday night game. Uh, I, I do feel great about the Seahawks offense, but what do you think about these Eagles guys? Um, Carson Wentz is garbage. Uh, if you listen to the recap, I finally jumped on the Carson Wentz is a shitty NFL quarterback if you go to the bandwagon. Week, if you go to the week one preview, I would tell you the same thing. Yep. Actually, the the very first time I had to record alone, your note for the people was remind them that Carson Wentz sucks. <laughs> um, I'm out on Carson Wentz. I'm out on the Eagles' ability to scheme. Uh, Travis Fulgham has had a couple of tough secondary matchups um, as the wide receiver one. I still think he's a viable start. I think he's the go-to guy, and I think the Seahawks' secondary is poor. So I wouldn't be surprised if Carson Wentz did make some stuff happen, throws for a couple touchdowns. Hey, what about Goddard? Um, I like Goddard as well. I think I'd love him as, as a tight, tight end stream. I think I'd love him as a start. Yeah, the Seahawks' defense is is really bad. I know they, they kind of shut down the Cardinals, but again, these division teams, guys, are built to beat each other. You have to like look at division games a little bit differently. Um because they know how to execute and they know how to stuff their division opponents' games back in their face and adjust the game plan. That's the reason the Raiders can play well against the Chiefs. That's the reason the Seahawks played good defense against that's the Cardinals. Team, that's how they build their teams. Exactly. Um, so with that being said, the Seahawks' defense is still really bad. So I don't hate... Fulgham this week. I like Goddard a lot. Rager's. I really like Goddard yeah. this week. And really, like, your risk is what? He puts up a zero. Any tight end could put up a zero. Certainly. So you might as well. He put up a nice little 866 in a touchdown last week, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's a great line. And Goddard's very talented. Um, Rager's not a bad dart throw. Um, not the best. And then there's Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is second in the NFL in yards per carry behind Nick Chubb. You love Nick Chubb. Love to hear Miles that. Sanders is so talented, and for whatever reason, the Eagles don't throw him the ball when they're losing by a touchdown or 10 points or 13 points. or And they don't run the ball ever once they're down. It makes no sense to me. He should be getting almost 30 touches a game because he is so freaking talented. Penn State knows how to make running backs, and I, it, it is mind-boggling, and it sucks as a Miles Sanders owner um, 
just to see the way he, they piss away his his utility on the field. He was a league winner last year, and it's because he got a ton of work in games when they were trailing through the air. Um, he's getting 16, 15 attempts on the ground. Um, his yards per carry is at 5.7, which Nick Chubb is at 6.0 on the season. Um, and he gets five targets a game, so like he he's getting utility. You can play him. Fourth in rushing yards a game. Uh, yeah, I'm just really frustrated that he can't be the, the top five guy that he should be and that I thought he would be going into this year, and it's simply because the Eagles are a poorly coached team. It's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. But you can play him, and one of these days he's going he's gonna to have a good game. And uh, against the Seahawks is as good a day as any. So uh, fire up Miles Sanders for sure. Seahawks side of the ball, we already covered it. Um, I got the Seahawks to win. Same. Great. Well, guys, that sums up our game previews. We're going to go into our fun segment of the day. My, um, I think we, we, we covered the must-start and must-sits, right? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, my must-start was Gus Edwards, and my must-sit was Moss slash Singletary. My must-start was whoever the Seahawks throw out there, and my must-sit is whoever the Lions throw out there in the running back. Perfect. Quick little summary there. Uh, let's talk gambling. What's your first line of the week? What do you like? I love the Gigantes. I'm going to take your your boys to Woo-hoo! cover. I'm going to take your boys to cover six and a half points away at Cincinnati. Never, if you asked me before the year, are you going to take the Giants to cover almost a touchdown away? I would have spit out my drink. But that's exactly what I'm doing. And I've <laughs> already placed this bet because I'm worried it's going to move more. Yeah. Well, it, it moved the right way. Um, people are down on my Giants per usual. ESPN has it at uh, five and a half now. So. Wow. I mean... I mean, Ryan Finley might be the greatest player of all time, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I'm going to scoop that one up, too. I like that. Uh, my first line is Raiders minus three versus Falcons. Um, I think they're mad they choked against the Chiefs. They know they're a good team. The Falcons suck. They're without Julio. I think they're going to blow that one out of the water. What's your second line? I like... Oh, I can't do that again. So I'm going to take 49ers plus seven at the Rams. Um, seven points for a team coming up a bye, the team who needed it the most. And a team that I'm not giving up on with a great head coach, uh, McVeigh versus Shanahan. In fact, we get that two times a year is sick. No way I see this being a touchdown game. Give me, I want a close one. Yeah, and it, yeah, no, I agree. I, I like it. I, I think it'll be a tough one for sure. My second line is Miami minus seven versus the Jets. Uh, the only reason Adam Gase has a job is because the Jets want to lose at this point. So I see no reason why Miami coming off a disappointing loss, isn't going to go beat the Jets by, like, 25 points. Two. Easy. I love it. And your lock of the week, my good sir. My lock of the week, no more disrespect on P.J. Walker's name. Panthers coming off a great win. Minnesota coming off a bad loss. Panthers four-point dogs still. I would love to see them cover against the Vikings, and I that is my lock. Very nice. My lock of the week is the Chargers – plus five and a half against the Bills. I don't think the Chargers are a bad football team. I think they like to choke away games at the end. That being said, I don't see them losing. I know the Bills are a good team, but the Chargers are too. This is going to be a shootout, a back and forth in my opinion. Touchdown for touchdown, tit for tat. I think the Chargers lose by two or three. I think it's close. Maybe four, but not six. So I like that line. Um, and just a quick reminder for the peeps, what's your Thanksgiving line? Oh, I took Ravens plus five and a half. 
perfect. I had the Texans to cover over the Lions. And I think that's going to do it for us this week. Jackson, do you have anything to add on this beautiful oh, holiday we, touch, week? We got our touchdown draft as well. Oh, my God. Why am I the host? I suck. Touchdown draft, the best part of the week. How could I miss it? It's been a long day. We're, we're back to back in here. Um, Jackson, give me your AFC touchdown. Talked about him briefly. Uh, he found the end zone against him two weeks ago. I want This is a little bit of dart throw, but I'm starting him, so why not? I want to see Naeem Himes find the end zone against Tennessee once again. I love it. Uh, my AFC touchdown of the week is Josh Jacobs playing Atlanta. I think the Raiders are going to continue to rely on the run. Jacobs has his best games when the Raiders are winning, so I am here for the Jacobs touchdown this week. Uh, give me your NFC touchdown. I wanted to take a uh, I wanted to take a Thanksgiving one. Uh, this is a little cheesy, but I haven't taken him yet this year. So give me Ezekiel uh, Thursday against Washington Football Team. Oh, I don't think it's cheesy at all. He's been struggling. All right, big time. That's Love a good, it then. That's a good pick. Um, you know what? I had a pick, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot to a Thanksgiving one as well, just for fun. Um, I'm going to pivot to Will Fuller of the Texans to score a touchdown against the Lions. Solid. Um, I had Wayne Gallman, so that's my honorary touchdown, but, uh, that's more fun when we get a, uh, little, little Thanksgiving show down here for some touchdown draft. Let's, uh, let's get back above 500, shall we? I would love that. Cool. All right, guys. Anything else for the people? Just enjoy your Sunday, guys. Have a great Thanksgiving with your family. Don't get COVID. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Be safe. Be healthy. Enjoy your loved ones. We will be coming to you next week with the no cap recap talking all these games once again again you can follow the show at freeball and ff pod on twitter you can follow us at our handles we plugged them earlier and uh that's gonna be it for us guys stay safe stay healthy eat a pie for me we will see you next Thank you.